You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You, you, you know what you are? You're a popcorn salesman. Worldwide Sports Radio presents the, 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 the home stretch. All right, let's hit the field with, with, with Tyler and friends. Hello, is this on? Is this on? Yeah. <laughs> Hi, welcome to the home stretch. I am your host, Tyler Harrison, along with my co-host slash. I completely screwed up on him today, slash uh, Speedy's Playhouse Advocate, slash Junior Representative. No. <laughs> um, I just teach him. That's about it. Teach him what? To run the board. That's pretty much all I do. Slash humble Speedy Petey <laughs> to my right. Um, first of all, I'm just going to say this now Mike Guido, Evan Mazza uh, Big Mike, Renee Fogarty uh, all of you <laughs> Fogarty hasn't been here in like uh, two months yeah? <laughs> oh, I don't know Matty Caps. don't move my chair don't I'm on the opposite side of the room now I don't know what's going on it screwed up the whole show. Nothing? Screwed up the whole show? That's a little far. Yeah, I, I was kidding. But in all seriousness, let's not keep moving the chair. It's not musical chairs. It's Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Um, Oh, my God. Carlos Gomez is back in the majors. Yeah. Well, the Mets' actual injuries began, so now they actually have to resort to calling up Carlos Gomez. Again. Again. For the first time in 11 years, yes. Interesting. Interessante. So, uh, let's break this down for you guys once more. Um, I know that um, we do like to uh, have some fun on this show. I guess the laughs can start there, right? But anyway, so a couple things came out today, um, and we're going to start with the major one. We're going to get into the NFL's name, the next five, well, four out of the next five drafts. The fifth one's clearly L.A. They're just not announcing it yet. There's a clear, clear market, though, that's not mentioned on this list. I was going to let it go, but it kind of pisses me off. Kind of does. So we're going to get into that. Um, the NBA, I think, nailed the all-defensive teams that they announced today, on the exception of one thing. We'll get into that. And we're going to start with the thing that is probably just a bunch of bullcrap, but we're going to have to go over it anyway. A report has apparently came out that Kyrie Irving a future free agent. This, Depending on where Kevin Durant goes, he's the most available guy. And why I say he's the most available guy is kind of tied into the segment too. Has had a thawing out, quote, 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 around the quote, quote, <laughs> with none other Then LeBron 
James. Let me make this as clear as possible. A, that would be the Lakers' third point guard in three years. No. It would be their third point guard in five years. Right? Hmm. Russell played. Russell, Russell was drafted in 15. Right. And then they drafted Lonzo, and then that would be Kyrie. Right. So, mm-hmm. yeah, third and five years. And now, that doesn't mean much, but their first, they were top three picks they used on both guys. Ugh. Here's the ultimate problem I have. A, Kyrie's not coming to L.A. B, Lonzo Ball will have no value at all. You're going to have to trade him for a Spalding Ball. <laughs> and C, if they sign Kyrie Irving, you know what that means? They're going to trade for Kevin Love. <laughs> they're not getting Anthony Davis. Because <laughs> they're going to trade for Kevin Love. <laughs> you might as well. I mean, really, what else do you have? The reason that this actually holds a lot of weight is because do you think Kyrie Irving would rather play with, and this is a, a trick question, I think, If he leaves Boston, right, which now I think is becoming more imminent, where was everyone saying he's going? The New York Knicks. Everyone kept saying if he goes to the Knicks, that probably means who's coming with him? Kevin Durant. If Kyrie Irving changed his mind about coming to the Knicks, what does that ultimately mean? That the Lakers are going to trade LeBron James to lure in Kevin Durant? No. I really thought that's what you were going at. No, no. (laughs) I don't know. You're crazy. You have a lot of crazy LeBron. Whoa, 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 whoa. You have a lot of... whoa. You have a lot of crazy LeBron opinions, so I never know with you. <laughs> crazy. Now you sound like my girlfriend. I'm crazy. J.R. Smith would have given the ball to Michael Jordan. LeBron should be blamed for that. That wasn't one of them. <laughs> That's all you got. That was the biggest one. <laughs> Why don't you watch Juan Lagares strike out as we watch Max Scherzer dominate the Mets yet again? Probably. Mets have like a, besides their youngsters, <laughs> scrap heap lineup out there. Well, I mean, Yo-Yo might come back. <laughs> In what, three years? <laughs> no, he's done. He'll never play a game with the Mets ever again. But I told you that in December. So you should listen, which is what you should do now, actually. So, if that means Kyrie Irving is now considering L.A., you know what that ultimately means? There's inside information that Kevin Durant is not going to New York. Which probably means what? 
There's a report that came out also today that Bob Myers, the focal point for Golden State, is confident that they're going to get both, not one or the other, both Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant to re-sign in the offseason. Last night, there was also a report that came out to watch out for the Los Angeles Clippers. Yeah, that I heard. That that holds weight. I'm yeah, not, I'm I think not, so, too. I am not discrushing that at all. Here is the one factor, though, that everyone's kind of forgetting about. Kawhi Leonard is going to be a huge piece of this offseason. If Kawhi Leonard goes to the Clippers, it has nothing to do with if Durant stays or not, but it will determine whether or not the Clippers pursue him or not. Right. If they get if the Clippers get Kawhi Leonard to me, they're ready to go. That's just me. I think that they were a very formidable team this year. They lacked the guy like Kawhi Leonard that will be there. Um also I'm sorry. <laughs> and I've been waiting for somebody to mention a good reason why Kevin Durant's going to leave Golden State. I still haven't heard a valid argument for it yet. Oh, well, there's more money. Mm. Kevin Durant's past money. No, he, I think he means for the brand. His brand or whatever. Oh, I pissed somebody off early. Who do we have here? Or do you not know who it is? Who do we have here? Tyler! Hi! What's up, buddy? What's going on, pal? Hey, listen, man. Jeff? Am I hearing you correctly? You yes. think the Knicks will get nobody in the offseason? No, 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 no. Kyrie, I, if I had to lay out a map of who I think, I think Butler and Kyrie Irving are the most likely of two. But they're not getting no Kawhi Leonard, and I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not banking on Kevin Durant. When Kevin Durant came to Madison Square Garden, when Golden State had to play their one game here, and the Knicks did that really cool portrait of him as a Nick outside the Madison Square Garden, and reporters were like, "Hey, how do you feel about that?" He's like, "That crap, that crap doesn't impress me at all." Oh, you know what impresses me? Honesty. Golden State's been nothing but honest with Kevin Durant. Nothing but honest. Hell, there no, I, mean, I I agree with you, but I, I mean, I don't like if Kevin Durant changes mind. What, like, why would anyone go to New York on their own, right? Like, well, right, that's right. what I'm saying. Right. I think Ky- Kyrie Irving knows. That, oh crap, I might go alone. I think that's why him and Le- if LeBron, him and LeBron have squashed their beef already. You saw them joking around. You saw them having it out. So this thawing out thing to me means no nothing at all. I think it holds no water. I think it holds absolutely nothing. I think it's the Lakers kind of scaring, trying to scare the Pelicans. Like, all right, you don't want to trade Anthony Davis? We'll go get Kyrie Irving and load up with our young guys anyway. And then your market's really going to go down because we're the team that wants Anthony Davis the most. That's what I think this is. But the New York Knicks need to be somewhat afraid that they're going to strike out this offseason. There's not a lot of stars out there this offseason. 
But they also have a lot of leverage in order to trade for Davis if they wanted to as well, which they again do. could inherently lure somebody else as well, even if it's not Kyrie Irving. No, agreed. I think that Zion and Barrett, because that's the trade everyone's talking about, Zion and Barrett for Davis is fine, but the Nick. Here's... But if I'm Jimmy Butler, right? If I'm Jimmy Butler, I'm not looking at New York and saying, okay, if, if Kyrie comes with me, it's going to be me and Kyrie and Mitchell Robinson and Kevin Knox, mm-hmm. and we can take down Milwaukee. The, the Butler's got a better shot at staying in, in Philadelphia and building that team that can take down Milwaukee or Toronto or, or Boston or any of those teams. Well, why would he end up in New York if he, those guys are going to be like not getting three players to go there? I agree with you. 100%. I also will say this, too. I don't think the Knicks are going to – I think the Knicks will get somebody. I think Butler's mo- – the Philadelphia 76ers are a very interesting team to me. I think the Celtics are kicking Kyrie out, so I think Kyrie is to be had. Um, Mikey C actually is the one that made me think that way, ironically. But I just when you look at the free agent landscape, it's it's very weird. There's three game changers. Kyrie, who's not, I mean, all right, Durant and Kawhi Leonard. Those are the three guys that are going to go, okay, here's your game changer. We're either a contender now. I or... am totally not on board with calling Kyrie a game changer anymore. Um, that That's a little. He, that's made the, a little... he made the Celtics worse. Yes, he did. But that's also not his fault. It, I does, mean, is that fair to say it's not his fault? I think a lot of it does fall on him. He got traded. The only other, the only other person I would lay blame with is Danny Ainge because he created a ton of log jams at positions. Right? Like you shouldn't have gone and got uh, Gordon Hayward. You probably shouldn't have gone and got you know uh, a Kyrie to be honest because it just created another log jam at point guard with everybody else. Well, but, hey, I mean, no, you can finish, Jeff. I mean, it's just—it's one of those things to me that's like Kyrie did not help the situation. He is his style is like Carmelo Anthony, where he's just a complete ball stopper, and that's not what the Celtics needed, and it's not what made you know what works there. He made the Celtics worse. You're right; he doesn't fit there. But did Kyrie change his game when he got there? No, he didn't. That—that that was no, Kyrie. I, I agree, but he—he's also a guy that. He had the reputation that he could play in any system and with anybody, and that's just not the case. That's fine. Uh, I believe that he's proven to be a Batman to a Robin, but to say he's not a game changer is completely, I think, asinine because ask LeBron James himself. He hits big game-winning shots, and that is a very hard and very rare thing to instill in somebody. Kyrie Irving has ice veins in the end of big moments. I mean, I could have the easiest rebuttal in the world, too. He hits big shots. So, I mean, is he on the same level as Robert Ory? No. Big shot Rob is big shot Rob. But he in this generation, I mean, there's not a lot of Robert Ory's going around. I mean, I'm just saying, you can't you, – listen. No, Ben Simmons time. is an all-star, great, and he can't shoot. Listen, it was a great time for Cleveland, and it was a great shot, and I take nothing away from that and saying it. But we can't let this guy live his whole career, have his whole career's reputation be that one shot. No, I, and I understand that too. And but you're acting like the guy's averaging fifteen and five. The guy's going to get twenty five and six. 
And right. yes, but you're again, right. He doesn't fit in Boston's system. Again, there's other guys as well. You could you could put Carmelo Anthony's numbers in there and say, well, oh, Carmelo, terrific numbers. But no one wants to play with him. Right. No, that's that's a valid that's a very valid point. And Carmelo Anthony, honestly, you could even if and this is a stretch, and I'm probably a minority in this. You can look at Carmelo Anthony's career and consider it a bust. Not in the sense of, oh, well, he's a number three pick and he didn't live up to a number three pick. He had a lot of hype coming out of Syracuse. A lot of hype. He was an NCAA champion. Boheim pushed him as this uh, second coming of, you know, Jordan and blah, 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 blah. And he got to the league, didn't really do much until Allen Iverson and Chauncey Billups kind of pulled him aside and said, what, you know, you're going to have to play a little bit more with a dog mentality than this. Then he gets traded to the Knicks, who, by the way, were winning games with Amari Stoudemire and Jason Kitt. They didn't the need one Carmelo. season, but that was it. But right, but they Amari got Amari Stoudemire for a while was looking like a bad contract, and then he broke out a little bit. I mean, it was a bad contract. It was. Right, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but the New York Knicks, they had no choice. They had no choice. Stoudemire was one of the top free agents on the market. You wanted them to strike out then, too? He added a buzz to the city that they haven't had since, hell, Patrick Ewing was there. Sure. Well, Carmelo Anthony has literally ruined people's careers. Like, literally. Like, yeah, think Jeremy about, Lin. How, think, think, well, I mean, not Whoa. even him. Think about, yes. think about how revered George Carl was. And then when George Carl got Carmelo in, in Denver, mm. he ruined – he ruined George Carl's career by, oh, how can you not be able to coach Carmelo Anthony? And as it turns out, no one in the league could. Well, there's one guy in the league that can. Ironically, I don't know why it didn't work out, but Mike D'Antoni and him are a perfect fit. You know why it didn't work out? Because Mike D'Antoni plays a high, high-paced brand of basketball, and Carmelo wants to run the clock all the way down to two or one and then takes a shot. Mike D'Antoni almost never lets the shot clock get to under 10. Mm-hmm. And that's being nice. You could say I mean, 15. Carmelo is a complete ball stopper. No, he's a, he because, is a ball stopper. And listen, this is going to seem like kind of a shot, but maybe it's because Carmelo is, I mean, for the most part, he looked pretty out of shape his whole career and needed those extra seconds to catch his breath. Right, I mean... I get it. I understand where you're coming from. And I would agree that Carmelo Anthony wasn't. But, again, I this is kind of that LeBron thing. LeBron's the greatest athlete the NBA's ever seen, but that doesn't translate to him being the greatest GOAT of anything. It To me, that Carmelo not being in shape doesn't reflect his basketball prowess. But Carmelo Anthony is a ball stopper. You're right about that. But so is Kyrie. Right, but here's the difference between Kyrie and Melo. One, one won a championship and one failed to even win a first-round playoff. Right, the other guy won a championship because he had probably um, – listen, I don't want to get in debates, right? But right. he had either one or two of the best players in the history of basketball, and that's probably why he won. He, he, didn't, he didn't win because Kyrie is the one that brought him there and led the team, and he was amazing. No, agreed. That was all LeBron. Right. I agree with that. But maybe if maybe if LeBron had played with Carmelo, what would people be saying about Carmelo, right? Because people love the numbers and they're like, Oh, his numbers are so good and they're all right. playing with their shake weights over Carmelo's numbers. What would they be saying about Carmelo if Carmelo got to play with LeBron and he won a couple of championships? 
They'd be creaming mm-hmm. themselves. They'd be out of control, mm-hmm. right? And I'm not going to give Kyrie a ton of credit for winning one championship with arguably the greatest player at this place. Mm-hmm. That, and that's completely fair and completely valid, and I think we're taking this a little further than where I – or a little bit off track from where I was going – my main point to Kyrie Irving bailing out in New York isn't that he's not the guy. I think Kyrie Irving wants to be the guy or the, if not the guy, then the guy's best friend, something like that. But my point is, is that if I am these NBA, first of all, let's just break down free agency going forward. Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, one of them will not be a sixer next year. Embiid is already signed, though. He right. signed a five-year deal. No, I know one ago. of them is going to get moved. One of them has to get moved. Embiid and Simmons together do not work. I don't. I don't think either. I think the guy that would probably move. Don't you think Tobias Harris would be the odd man out in that combination? Like they can keep both of those guys. They they could, but here's the thing: in a shooting league, a two-way forward like that that can guard. There's, there's no and doubt. Shoot. There's no doubt. Ben Simmons needs to learn how to shoot. I mean, can he? There are games he puts up three shots a game. Well, yeah, but that's also game planning, too. That's not. You, would you rather have a bad shooter taking 20 shots a game? No, but I, he's not. He can, he can drive to the rim. I mean, the guy was LeBron. I mean, I'm sick of saying LeBron's name, but that's what people compared him to. His game was right. just like that. Brent Simmons is a, is a unique prototype, though, even for his size and skill set, even though he can't shoot, that are, are hard to find. So I wouldn't, unless there's another evident one coming out of this draft that maybe, or next draft or even the future that can shoot and maybe is like him, it, I wouldn't do that unless you know that's something that's going to happen because those kinds of players that could pass for his size, there's not many of them. I mean, I, but think about how much of a tragedy New York is going to be if Kyrie is their big get, and Kyrie couldn't play with Gordon Hayward, Al Horford, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. He couldn't play with any of those guys. They got worse with him, right? Think about how much of a tragedy. If you can't play with that list of guys, and while they're not super elite stars, they're really good players, and they're much better than anything that New York has. Think about the tragedy it'll be for Kyrie if he goes to New York. They'll be terrible. They'll be terrible. Right, but you do, don't you think that's also a product of Brad Stevens coaching the way he does too? Ah, uh, really? A guy that won, really a guy that won Coach of the Year a bunch of times? No, I know that I'm not twice? taking a shot at him. I'm saying that he is going to be tougher on him than probably David Fisdale would be. So I mean, if if he's more free, okay, so maybe the coaching situation is better, but the talent situation is not. If you no, I know that. I'm not denying that. With the Celtics that. roster, how well do you think Kyrie is going to do with the Knicks roster? I'm not saying it isn't. I mean, the Celtics are a lot better, but I'm basketball's weird where sometimes those situations work better for players. Obviously, LeBron James being one of them. LeBron played with scrap heap guys for all these teams that he played with in the past. Besides, obviously, his big three core with Miami. And obviously in Cleveland, the rest of the roster were scrap peep guys. So everyone's like, oh, he should be able to dominate with these young stars, rising stars with the Lakers, and that didn't happen. So sometimes the basketball's weird like that. I mean, here's, here's the other thing that I would say about, you know, the, and the, you guys feel free to disagree because I'd love to be wrong on this one, right? But this you is will a be. friends league. Friends league and right. people talk. How much has this season tarnished Kyrie's reputation as someone people want to play with? 
Zero. You don't think Terry Rozier and all these other players coming out and being like, man, I do not want to be there if he's there. I, You're right to a sense of Terry Rozier. But let's just call a spade a spade. Who the hell is Terry Rozier to LeBron James? Terry Rozier is the team is the guy that took the team to the finals last year, the Eastern Conference Finals last year. No, no, and no. Kyrie couldn't get out of the second round. I like Terry That's who Rozier. Terry Rozier is. I, I, I like Terry Rozier personally. I think him and Brad Wanabaker are going to be fine next year for Boston. Jason Tatum but to me I'm is the saying, leader now. I'm not saying Terry Rozier is great. Don't do not misunderstand me in saying Terry Rozier is even better than Kyrie Irving. What I am telling you is Terry Rozier is better for the Celtics than Kyrie right. Irving was. Agreed. But here's my point, and here's where I understand where you blame Danny Ainge, but I'm blaming Brad Stevens. I think me and you have talked about this already. Brad Stevens did not coach this year as well as he has in the past. For whatever reason, he didn't. Well, it's also to- – I would, I would tend to agree with you there, right? I definitely agree with you there, right? But I would also say this has also been the most trying year for him because, let's be honest, they had too many good players on their team, and there's only 48 minutes in a game. Right, and here's the thing. I know you said Gordon, Hay- Gordon Hayward, man. is Gordon Hayward, to me, is somebody that cannot be on that roster next year either. He has well, to I get mean, moved. To he has to go somewhere. Five-year max deal and that kind of thing. But but here's the thing. I, I don't think Gordon Haywood is as bad as as he was this year. I think this was like a recovery year for him. You know, after missing that whole year from that injury and having a rehab from all the ligament and ankle and, and broken leg and that kind of stuff, I mean, you got to give him some time to come back, right? I mean, he came back two years later, so I would assume that a year later. Well, only a saw, year later. Well, right, a year later. later. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I misspoke. Calm down. So next year would be two years later. I don't know really how much room you have for somebody to grow. I mean, he didn't look He didn't look like the game was right. He just didn't look like he was the same player last year. I'll tell you what I saw out of him. I definitely saw times where he was the same player. There were nights he was scoring 30 points. Not a ton, but there were nights, Right. But what I saw when I saw Gordon Haywood play was a guy that was playing scared he was going to get hurt. Like he was going to jump and it was going to fall off again. That's a problem, though. That's a very bad no, problem. No, it's totally it, a problem. But that that memory fades with time. I mean, you remember how bad Sean Livingston's injury was? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, the league gave up on him. Golden State plucked him out of nowhere. Right, but this is what I'm saying. Time, time will will give him the mental strength to, you know, move on from being scared about that happening again. You're right, but Boston doesn't have a lot of time. No, they definitely. I mean, I don't know that they don't have a lot of time. I think that they have. I mean, some time to figure it out. Al Horford's gonna. I don't know how long's Al Horford got left. I think it's last year. Well, he could. He could opt out this year. Okay. So that's that's a guy that needs to be considered. Um, let's just go down the Gordon Hayward again, is Al up Horford there in age two. No, he's I, no, he's not, not at all. He's going to be your best player going into next year. Tatum, Rozier, Brown, got it understood. Marcus Smart, you signed him long term last year, got it good. I'm proud that he's on the defensive first team. We'll get into that in a second, but. I, 
if I'm the Boston Celtics and if I'm Kyrie Irving, I mean, they he did say he didn't want to play for you. You traded for him anyway. You gave up what a lot of people thought was a lot before the trade. I thought it was nothing. Uh, it turned out to be less than nothing. So the fact that the guy didn't fit in your system, I don't really blame on Kyrie Irving. He didn't sign with you guys. He was he was sick and tired of being in Cleveland. And you guys right, said, right. we want the talent. You got the talent, and he played his game. You can't blame him for that. There, there's only one thing I would take exception to with that statement, though, Tyler. Yes, he definitely said that he did not want to play in Boston. But also, yes, he held a press conference at TD Garden in front of fans and said, I'm re-signing here. No, I get that. But this is a guy that changed his mind a ton, too, though. <laughs> We've seen that all off. No, I, 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 get I get what he's that, saying. But, he, but, it, but in one half a season from when he was traded, basically, he went from, I'm never playing in Boston to I'm never leaving. No, and I get that. Boston's a great place to play. But my point is, is that when he made the list of teams he wanted to go to, you guys said, we don't care that we're not on that list. We want his talent here. He got his talent, and it didn't fit. But you knew it didn't fit right. before you traded for him. But you just wanted him there. So Well, I don't, I don't think anyone knows it, that it doesn't fit, right? I think you've got to have a guy show up and play before you can say something doesn't right. fit. Right, that's what I was saying earlier. Basketball is weird with fits and players playing with each other. You never know who's going to show up and be unselfish, or you never know who's going to show up and be selfish. Right. Mm-hmm. That's right, and that's a very, very fair point. But if I'm Kyrie, I'm not going to the Knicks to team up. You want to talk about long-term? Milwaukee is a long-term problem for the East. Long-term. I don't know about that either. They're going to have some issues. Who? Milwaukee. How? They, they have too many good players on that roster that are going to be coming up for, for contracts. And, like, listen, Giannis is probably going nowhere. But can, no. you, can you keep Bledsoe and Brogdon on the same team? One of those guys is going to want to be a full-time guy. Well, Eric Bledsoe is probably going to get paid before Brogdon is. Brogdon's a sixth man at this point. Right, and so, Brogdon, I don't know right, if he's but, proved enough to try to get it max somewhere else. But, but here's the problem with calling Brogdon a sixth man, right? Because once upon a time, there was a sixth man in Oklahoma City. Right. Who's that? James Harden, the bearded wonder. So you don't think that, that a guy like Malcolm Brogdon that has shown that he can really play doesn't want to go somewhere with the opportunity to play more and maybe blossom into that? No, I, I'm I not saying think... he can't blossom into that. But if you're in Milwaukee, you can't let a proven guy in Bledsoe go for a commodity that might blossom. No, I, I understand that. But what I'm saying is I think this Milwaukee team is as good as it's going to be for, like, a little while because their depth is going to get thinned out by the rest of the league. Right, but a lot of their depth was also traded for this trade deadline, too. And everyone said that about Golden State, and I'm here to tell you Golden State's here for the long haul, too. Right, but you want to know what, though, Tyler? You're, you're, you're right, but you're also half wrong because a lot of their no, that's depth... that's not how the show they've, they've, traded, they've traded in and out of depth pieces because they had Bogut and got rid of Bogut. They right. had guys and let guys go. They just brought in Jonas Jarebko. Their depth guys have changed, and there has been turnover there. Right, but they haven't missed a beat. No, 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 no. they totally haven't, but it remains to be seen whether Milwaukee can... can I mean, listen, when you take Bledsoe off the court and put Brogdon in... There's no drop-off there. It's been terrific. Right, but they also have DiVincenzo, who's going to play a lot. 
probably going I think they forward. have different styles of play. No, though. they are, but Brogdon can man the ball. The DeVincenzo can't touch the ball. I mean, I'm not but, putting Brogdon and Pat Connaughton or, or you know, that dude you just named, the Dylan Over dude. They're, I don't even think they're close. They're not. But Brogdon, they traded for Bledsoe because they weren't sure about Brogdon. It's not like Aaron Bledsoe was there and then they... Well, they also they also traded for Bledsoe to also have a more of a pure point guard too. Brogdon right. can be a point guard, but he's kind of that hybrid right now. And again, it's nothing wrong with the with the way they're structured, but the Bucks are really built on versatility and depth. And the only thing they re- didn't really have was that pure point guard. So they decided to get a guy who's more of that attacking, flashier type of point guard. Obviously, Giannis can be that, but Giannis doesn't play point guard all the time. He's more of a forward. I mean, I'll give you- I'll give you another one of their depth pieces that I think is really pretty good. That uh, who knows how long he's there. What about Miritich? That kid can shoot. Mm-hmm. He, yes, right. I like Miritich a lot too. That is, 100% I mean, but, true. like when JJ Redick was a free agent, everyone wanted JJ Redick because he can shoot. There's mm-hmm. going to be a market for Miritich. There is, and he's actually not as, as bad as a defender as people say, but. But I, that's why I, I'm not so sure. Like I think this is as good as. Milwaukee is going to be like depth wise, just because too the league is going to come calling for their depth pieces. They just are. No, and you're right about that. But so are the Celtics. And there's also going to be guys that are going to be sold in similar in trade future trade deadlines. They're going to be similar teams trying to sell these pieces that are quote unquote tanking teams or rebuilding teams that are going to want to sell those pieces. So who says they don't go after another player? Maybe not to the same level, but similar types. They could, for sure, and maybe they can do better. Maybe they can do better. But, I mean, the guys they have have done pretty darn good for them. Right. Right. Look at Toronto. They're, that, they're the next team to get purged. Yo, they're going to lose. They're gonna, every, the wheels are coming off. Kawhi's gone. Oh, yeah. He's going to go play with Jerry West in L.A. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gone. Which implies... You know? He doesn't want. He, they're not going to get two superstars. Kevin Durant is not going to go to the Clippers. He doesn't want to play with LeBron James. So Kevin Durant's not going to go to the Knicks by himself. The Knicks, unless the Knicks get Anthony Davis before free agency, Kevin Durant might consider them. Kevin Durant staying in Golden right, State. But even so, I would. Would you risk that if it, on a might? Uh, like well, if no. You, if you're the Knicks, if you you're have the to Knicks, trade for Anthony Davis regardless. No, but if you're the Knicks and you trade for Anthony Davis during the draft or before the draft, with that in mind, and Kevin Durant says no, then you're left with Anthony Davis and what? <laughs> a but, couple young assets that you didn't have to trade. <laughs> no, but you're right. But here's the, and this is why I argue with you about certain things. The Knicks should get Anthony Davis regardless if Kevin Durant says I'm coming or not because it makes them better for now and five, ten years from now. Yeah, but how much do that. But how many assets would they have to trade in order to do that where you might have Anthony Davis and maybe Mitchell Robinson if they don't have to trade him, but then what else do you have? Like you're gonna have to trade Knox in that case. You're gonna have to trade Nilakina. And again, there's no That's guarantee fine. you get you anybody else. Smith Jr. What the hell do you? But you might have to Nilekina trade him for? too. I don't. I. I you don't no. know what the Pelicans' offer is gonna be. Look at the strong offers that they've gotten already. Who? And look at look at the what strong offers. Look, the one the Lakers offered him. That and was not a strong offer in hindsight. Not now, but I'm just saying that. Right. Not but, now. But the Knicks could I have that kind of same kind of thing. I think there is strength to that that offer now because they do have the fourth pick. 
Right. You didn't know what pick right. that was going to be before. Right. Now you know what's Plus, again, but yeah, let's the player... talk about that fourth pick. I've said this, and I've said this again, and I'll say it again now. The NBA draft has always done this. There might be one, two, or if you're lucky, three guys that coming out of that draft are cannot miss sure things. Might. More likely than not, it's one. I think everyone this year has got the wrong one, and that's fine. But from everything I've heard, it's Zion, Morant, drop Barrett, and then drop, drop everybody else. You're not trading. I don't know if it's that bad, but I would tell you this, and I don't know if you put any stock into the the all-rookie team, okay? But the all-rookie team this year, do you know who comprised the all-rookie team this year? The, the, the five starters for the all-rookie all team were the top five, top five picks in last year's draft. One, two, three, four, and five were the all-rookie team. I mean, that that's a very rare occurrence. I mean, I'm just saying you're, you're going to get a probably a pretty good player at number four. Right, and I, I'm not saying you're not going to get a good player at four, but three has more value than four, and I know it's just one spot, but the value difference is significantly But you higher. also can't rule out the fact that uh, – I guess New Orleans doesn't, but both the Knicks and the Grizzlies have wacky draft histories, too. So. But you don't care about that, because if you are doing this trade before the draft, it's your draft history you have to worry about. No, I know that. And but, the Pelicans have a good draft history. Right, but uh, but if you're if you're doing it in the draft, then the Lakers, if they do f- let somehow let Barrett fall, like the Grizzlies maybe take something weird, or the Knicks take something weird, then... All of a sudden, it's there. Now, if you're doing it before the draft, yeah, it's a mystery that is unknown. And that's why, if I'm the Lakers case, it's the same kind of thing. Would you do it before the draft knowing that kind of unknown? And maybe you miss out on something like that. That's why I think there's a lot of teams where it's going to be skeptical of them to do it before the draft with a lot of things unknown. Now, Anthony Davis said he would re-sign with the Lakers, as he did say with the Knicks. But, again, how much will that lure somebody else there is another question, especially for a team like the Knicks that really are relying on it. Right, but here but here's the major problem with that, right? You're not gonna convince Anthony Davis to do a sign and trade. He's gonna want to get traded and be there for a year to see if he likes it. That's right. a pretty big gamble. For for an organization in the Knicks that do not have a good history of keeping people happy. I know that. I'm not denying that. That's why I'm saying well, I'm not going to sell things. are going to be in on this too, buddy. That's why it's super unlikely to happen. You don't, you're not going to see the Knicks mortgage their future. No, I don't think they would either. Life. But you have to. if you're the Knicks, you have to make that gamble. You have no choice. No, you have a choice because you've done a pretty good job of getting Mitchell Robinson and you've done a good job of, of getting Knox. They're good players. You keep going in this direction. You don't throw all of that in the trash. For for a maybe I'll sign at the end of the year. Look how well that worked out for Boston and Kyrie Irving. It did work out for Boston. Not really. Yeah, it did. Not for hurt for the playoffs. You don't see what you have in the young guys. This year was a complete failure. I get it. I completely understand. You guys are expecting championship or bust, and I agreed with you. I thought you guys would win the East by a lot. The problem now is anyone there. 
now. No, no, he's that, he's probably their best shooter. But you're also forgetting we also gave up that Brooklyn draft pick too. That's a lot of draft capital. Sure, but you also still have a shit ton. And right, don't be surprised. More, more is you're going to be. I don't know how valuable 14, 20, and 22 is, but. Though probably not a lot, but you also have next year picks too. Right. You're but, the Celtic. I mean, you don't need draft picks anymore. You're you're a pretty made <laughs> team. I you mean, don't in, need to draft ways, the next yes, Lonnie Walker. You, you're pretty set. I don't want Anthony Davis here and then watch him leave again. That would be horrible for that organization. If Anthony Davis, and here's the thing that I think a lot of people misunderstand about. Anthony Davis only wants to leave the Pelicans now because they can't get him help already. Depending on what Dennis Smith Jr. is, depending on who you got to give up, if you can keep a Kevin Knox, you can keep a Robinson, if you can keep one of those guys, his help's there already. You're at certain years, but not every year. Right, but in the East, let's just call spade a spade. The East is a joke. It is a completely inferior conference. Anthony Davis is a guaranteed playoff spot. Guaranteed. Because we all know... The NBA you're playoffs mi- don't have a lot of upsets. You are and contradicting yourself off. highly right now. You said that you don't want to mortgage the future to get Anthony Davis. If Anth- Anthony Davis on his own, yes, could do that, but like, how is that going to progress anything if, again, they don't get it anyone else? Because I think that the basketball now is such a boomer bust thing. You, it, there's really The in-between teams don't really do anything. I understand. You're missing the other piece of the equation, though, too. Is it even possible? You did say this. And I, I kind of said it, I don't know how long ago. It might have been months or it could have been, I don't know. The New York Knicks for the past two, two and a half years, guys and Phil Jackson, you let him go, he left, whatever, however you want to read into it. I you, would disagree. But. You got, I think he got kicked out, but whatever. I think he did get kicked out, but I don't know how you can say a guy that drafted Chris Tapps Porzingis was ruining the franchise. Most all stars. No, no, no. Listen, no, I, I listen. There have been bad contracts handed out. The Joe Keem Noah thing. The, yeah. Right. The, I'm not saying that he's made mistakes, right? But if you go back to that draft, how bad did everyone say Phil Jackson's a moron? Fire him now when he drafted Chris Depp's Porzingis. No, I, I agree with you. I think that he got a fair shake too. But I'm not a Knicks fan, factor. so I can't I can't speak for them. But I would I've heard nothing but Nick fans complain that he's ruined the franchise. Well, him and Dolan, I think a combination of it more than anything else. I'm not saying. You're not going to put the entire blame on on Jackson. You need to have a GM that stands up to him and says, no, he doesn't mess with the Rangers. James Dolan does not touch the Rangers. You know why? Well, A, he probably doesn't care about hockey, but B, he had two guys tell him, you're not going to meddle with me. I'm going to run this team my way, and you're not going to interfere in it. So to me, that do your job the right way. You're going to have to do that. And also, Dave Fisdale? I said this when the Knicks hired him. He was the perfect guy. The perfect guy. Dave Fisdale might have the best reputation of coach in the NBA. That doesn't mean it necessarily applies to other players, though. We're not well, we're not entering LeBron in free agency now. Well, I, if I'm the Knicks, I wouldn't sign LeBron anyway. But that's but, just me. But let me let me ask you though, Tyler. Here, like, if the Knicks traded for Anthony Davis, right? And they're going to give up a package of players. For Anthony Davis, you said? If, they trade for, if the Knicks trade for Anthony Davis, right? Yes. And then, so say they miss in, in free agency. Say Kyrie wants to go to the Lakers and reunite with LeBron. The Jimmy Butler resigns in Philly, which is 
they're all real possibilities, yeah. right? That's right. What has been the biggest kryptonite of the New York Knicks? Jim Dolan. Right, but in a more vague sense. Plucked out of nowhere, and they're putting him in. Uh, who's the kid that Errol raves about? Alonzo Trier. Yep. A guy that no one thought was worth anything, and the Knicks just said, oh, we'll give you a shot. I mean, 20 years. I mean, I get that, but this is what happens, right? So if, if the Knicks get Anthony Davis, and then they miss out on everyone else on free agency— then Anthony Davis becomes a free agent, and they're all right. – you know how free agency goes. Mm. All signing. Because mm-hmm. he's not going to re-sign again without more people being there. I, I get it. I, I completely mean anything. We just said it. Milwaukee's going to lose all theirs. Boston's going to lose all theirs. Toronto's going to lose all theirs. What did Toronto do? I mean, they I cashed like the, in and I they like got the Kawhi Leonard. The Knicks are going. I like the direction the Knicks are going. I like I it too. But Anthony but, Davis makes them two players in the East. That the I Knicks think you're underestimating what they would have to trade to do it. I really do. Because, yeah, they might keep one out of those three young players that they have. But is that going to win on its own? Like, yeah, you might. There might be a seven seed or something. The NBA is so boomer bust. I have a hard time believing Anthony Davis on his own makes the Knicks a playoff team because if that were the case, the Pelicans would be in the playoffs. It's the East versus the West, though. There's a big difference there. He is Tyler I, I is right about tougher, that. But it's not all that much tougher to get an eight seat. No. Oh, absolutely. The eight. It, it, it's it's actually quite alarming. I did this a few weeks ago. Hold on, I'll bring it back up. It's actually scary how these teams are. So in the West, there's. The Clippers are forty-eight and thirty-four, right? And then the Kings, right, but, right, who are the, the nineteen, uh, they'd still the be package nice. of players the Knicks give up for Anthony Davis, he was literally he'd be worse off than he was with the Pelicans. At least the Pelicans still had Drew Holiday. Right, but when you look at this team, I, I, I mean, Emmanuel Moutier can go; they don't need him. DeAndre Jordan, something that they want, right? Not something that they don't need. I completely understand with you. I think. If you gave me Nidalekina, Robinson, and Knox, and I get to build around DSJ, Anthony Davis, and Trier. Coming off the bench, no help. Like, that's not a good team. No, but you're not you're, – you're, I don't think we're all on the same page. The Knicks are trying to build a team. Right, but you're it's shedding very half hard of it. That, and sustain that. Boston. I can't give away. I can't. For me, I can't give away Robinson and Knox for the prospect Anthony Davis might say. I mean, is it oh, how it's going to lure free agents yet? Anthony Davis has never been in this process, and that's what the well, Knicks will be banking on if they do this kind of thing. Every team's banking on you're that. The, you're the Knicks GM, right? If you're the Knicks GM and you're making five million a year or ten million a year, whatever a uh, Knicks GM, it's fine, but. Are you betting your job you can get Anthony Davis to stay? Because me? Me personally? You. You're getting, you're, Tyler is getting fired if Anthony Davis doesn't Me or if I'm somebody else? No. If you me. are the I, I'd pull the trigger on that. Absolutely. Knowing that you're going to get fired if he doesn't stay. Yes. I would do it tomorrow. I mean, you could literally – you may never get another job again if he doesn't stay, right? Because right. people are going to go, you gave away the franchise, and 
Yeah, but you're not. Yeah, but they knew it was a rebuilding year anyway. Right. So why well, wouldn't you rebuild with the same team plus Anthony Davis? Because doing that kind of thing is not something you rebuild with. Anthony Davis isn't going to want to go to a quote-unquote rebuilding team. Dude, the Lakers are a rebuilding team. I'm not arguing the Lakers should do this either. The Lakers shouldn't make an impulsive trade before the draft for Anthony Davis either. They should wait and see what's coming to them first. But but if you're the Knicks, adding R.J. Barrett to Trier and Robinson and Knox probably... Is R.J. Barrett going to be better than Anthony Davis is the question I'd ask. It is... I would think Zion, Zion's going to be better than Anthony Davis. So no, no, I agree with you, but I'm just saying by adding R.J. Barrett and not taking, not trading your whole team and see that puts you over the top. I don't know if I could put my job on the line for trading an entire franchise for one guy, basically, and then if it doesn't work out, I mean, you're you're, you're screwed. You're real. right, but I I have a hard I have a hard time. Again, and this might just be because I'm looking too big into things. A guy that plays in a gym that holds about 30. I, I think Knicks fans are obnoxious, but they support the Knicks ride or die, good or bad. They are loyal fans. They will go to the rafters if Anthony Davis is here. This Just the electricity. that there's, there's no doubt that all of what you just said is true. But if Anthony Davis does not stay, how many years are you setting back the Knicks? Not much. I really don't think. I not think, much? No. Not much at all. Golden State had to draft. Anthony Davis would be the first one. I, I mean, I, 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 I'm trying to articulate my point here. It's better to have hope with fear than have no hope and no fear. Yeah, but the Knicks don't draft well. If the Knicks drafted well, you could trust that. But besides so wait, recently... Right. Easily take Cam Reddish at three and say, sorry, R.J. Barrett, go play with LeBron in L.A. Well, that's not what I'm getting at. I'm getting at the Golden State Warriors, besides Steph Curry, banked on a lot of later draft picks. If they, again, if they don't lure in another free agent, like... This is all excluded if they if they get Kevin Durant or they get Kyrie Irving stuff like that. Then maybe I get I would do it. But if they don't, if they have an unknown looming with that, why would you want to trade other high ever deep? Nope. So the Knicks have to trust what they do have that they were able to get at eight, at nine, at seven, whatever they drafted at, in order to do that. So if you trade all that away, you're again you're going to be left with probably one or two guys and. While that may be drafting at 16, 17, where the odds are of finding a great player there are not as likely. That's fine. And everything you, I'm not disagreeing with anything you just said, except none of it made sense for what the Knicks are. The New York, if you're the Charlotte Hornets, if you're the Milwaukee Bucks before they got Giannis, if you're a team, you have no free agency pool, I get it. The New York Knicks are always on the market for a team. The only reason the New York Knicks haven't been relevant lately is because players are... James Dolan didn't interfere. Anthony Davis was talking about how much... how great of a coach Fizdale is and how he loves being in New York and he's definitely open to resign if they could get somebody. I don't know who the free agents are next year, but I guarantee you there's going to be a game changer out there. Out there in this whole scenario, if Dolan isn't a dummy... If this happens, if that happens, 
Dude, the, the Knicks have been living on ifs for 20 years, and they haven't reeled in a single free agent. Right. Oh, I'm sorry, they did. They got Joakim Noah. How'd that come? <laughs> right. You're absolutely right. Uh, All right, there's no if. There's no, there's no if. They have the third pick, and they still have Mitchell Robinson, who's good, and they still have Trier, who's good. They still have Russell Knox. But you don't, they, know they if, be... you don't know if they're going to pan out. Well, of course, but that's what any rebuilding team tries. At least you have that. And... Right. And what is this league becoming now? Self, a solidified all-star, top five NBA talent, top three on a good day. Right. But besides any team that LeBron has had, what has won championships, homegrown teams? Golden State was a homegrown team. And Obviously, got, they got Durant, but Spurs, they, they win titles. Since. Homegrown team for the most part. Tim Duncan's a what? A first overall pick. A Hall of Famer. Right, but yeah, you have to... Right. So you're not looking at, guys, you're not arguing here that the talent's not there for Anthony Davis. You're afraid he might not stay. Yes, but then you're purging assets in addition. That's still an unknown for what the state of it's the season is. It's not an is. unknown. His talent is the best it's ever been. Okay, let me ask. But, 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 me... but I, think, I think we're doing something that you're not, though, uh, Tyler, is we're doing – you're all in on just taking the leap and, and going that way, and that's fine. What we're doing is more of a risk assessment. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I get the risk, risk assessment. And, and, well, you're really not gauging it right. It's not like you're on the way up, you're a nine seed, and these kids are so close to becoming the breakout stars. They just need that one piece to get them over the hump. That is at least there right you now. You don't have a foundation. No, I'm not what saying it's very strong. I'm not saying it's very strong Andy at all. Davis is a foundation. Right, but he might be a they, they, have, they have some of a foundation, but... Again, you're right. It's not huge, but again, it's... I, I do like Mitchell Robinson. I do like those guys. That is a foundation. They were rookies this year. Let them play a second year before you're kicking them off the team. Uh, wait, I'm not kicking them off. I'm upgrading to a guy that is a very rare since... I mean, Patrick Ewing might have been that. Right, but... You, right, but you know what you're doing also? And I, and I don't want to say any of these guys on the Knicks are this person, right? But you know what you're doing also is drafting Kobe Bryant and then trading him. Well, they right, did on well, draft night. They drafted him and then traded him. Right. You don't know who is going to turn out to be the next. Maybe R.J. Barrett is the next Hall of Famer, Tyler. He very well could be, and I think he might be the best one coming out of this draft. Let these young guys develop. Like, Kobe Bryant wasn't Kobe Bryant his rookie year. No, he wasn't. He, he, he was a horrible rookie. But Right, but this is what I'm saying is give these guys a chance. Don't throw away the young. Yeah, I mean, it's probably going to go Zion, Morant, Barrett. I, I don't want to just – I don't want to make assumptions that, that, that it is. So, so that's why I asked. But I'm just saying I think that is a terrific foundation, right? And if you take all of that hard work that you've done to throw it away for a guy that isn't going to stay or doesn't wind up staying, that's horrible. Goes to – let's just use L.A. He goes to the Lakers and – Five years later, he goes, yeah, I would have stayed with the Knicks. And you were a player away that whole time. Just think about I mean, that side of the coin. I understand that as well, but, you know, those kind of things don't hold water either because Kyrie didn't want to come to Boston, and then he was never leaving. So people saying – That's why I'm saying I would only – You guys are banking on more unknowns than no, but, I am. No, I'm, I'm not. On what, what did I tell you I would do? I said I would consider it if they get a free agent, if Kevin Durant signs with them, if Kyrie Irving signs with them – after the draft, oh. fine, I'll do it. An unknown. That's somebody actually signing. 
Kevin Durant is actually signing a max contract with the Knicks. And if Anthony Davis says, or if Kevin Durant says, all right, we, we, we could bring in Anthony Davis. He tells, again, the front office, go for it, fine. Wouldn't, that would be less of an unknown than an unknown of trading him before the draft, We not knowing what the draft picks are going to be, and then shedding away a bunch of young players who, yeah, they might not be pan out, but you're still rebuilt going to win you anything. Nobody wins on their I own in basketball. For saying this. I completely hate myself for saying this, but I agree with Speedy. Wow. Are you sick? <laughs> Honestly, I did, can afford to throw away the foundation they have. I think that they're better off staying the course and trying to attract a free agent rather than trading everything they have for a maybe. Right, but and chances are that that one free agent is not going to do what Anthony Davis would do on his own. So I don't but, understand. But I don't think that this is the only way that you can get Anthony Davis, though, right? Because he is going to free agency at the end of next. He's going period. So you're right. But if he if he goes to LA, I would imagine they sign him long term in the first week. I mean that's a possibility. But if you know, say the Knicks do end up getting Jimmy Butler, right? And then oh, Anthony Davis is like, man, I'm sick of LeBron's attitude. I'm going to New York. Maybe you get him for without having to give up anything. That is a much bigger gamble than what I would do. Why? Oh, I'm not going to trade for him. I'll sign him free agency. How many times is that? No, I agree with that part. I just to say I don't so, want to sign. So I don't want to trade the house for you. I'll sign you instead. If, but right, but don't you think that there's at least an equal chance, like a fifty-fifty chance, that if he gets traded to LA, he says, "Dude, I hate LeBron so much. I'm never playing here again." It's him resigning. Look at how many people have been like, "Man, I'm sick of LeBron." A lot. And I understand what you're saying. I, I do understand what you're saying. Um, unfortunately, we... Not feeling well after agreeing with Speedy. <laughs> I mean... It only took a year and a half. <laughs> that, I don't know. I think that is the first time that's ever happened on this network. Oh, God. Speedy? Oh, yeah. I knew uh, you were going to say that. <laughs> uh, what about, um, what about Cole Aldridge? Cole Aldrich? You're really bringing that name back? I think if the... I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) All right, boys. Enjoy your night. I love bashing the Knicks because I think that they suck. No, I I figured you would, Jeff. So I I am glad that uh, we agreed on that. For yourself there, Tyler. (laughs) (laughs) But um, stay tuned, Jeff, because we're going to have fun. All right, boys. See you later. All right. See you later. Uh, Jeff, always a pleasure. Um... That's the first time we said, oh, all right, that's great. But, um, yeah, thank you again, Jeff, for calling. We uh, appreciate it. If you want to join the conversation for the four of you that watch this show, uh, 631-676-2968 is the number to call. However, don't call it right now because we're going to break. Um, before The only thing I would change is Embiid out, Miles Turner in, and that's it. Okay. Literally, that's it. And Draymond should be on the first team, but who are you going to take off? I don't know. Yeah. Probably Bledsoe, I, I, but I don't but know. Then you don't I, have – they want to give the defensive guards credit. And where is Patrick Beverly on that list? It was Bledsoe and, and Clay Thompson and who else? Thompson was on the second team. Right. It was really grown. <laughs> that, no, that's fine. But, I mean, Kawhi's on the second team too. Eh, well, it's a interesting year. LeBron's on the first one. I don't think he – How this goes. I give complete uh, – <laughs> Uh, restrain to Speedy as Jeff pukes up, <laughs> pukes up whatever bleach he just had. But um, all right, when we come back. You're-
you're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. And now the baseball team. Little League. Fantasy League. We are back, back, back with the home stretch on the Worldwide. That means it is time for Speedy's Playhouse. And I did hint at you that there was a mutual year involved. Oh, and God. you found out later, based on the Facebook video, that the mutual year was 1970. Basketball segment for today. So we'll start with the basketball one. Obviously, the Milwaukee Bucks are in the Eastern Conference Finals right now. And that's where our basketball one will begin. The theme is playoff victories for the Bucks in and a 12-man rotation. <laughs> yep, in a 12-man rotation. Okay. So you will not be able to use all four of the Golden State Warriors. Oh, the, the Bullets? No, no, that was the Wizards that were the Bullets at no, that time. But, no, they were the um, San Francisco Warriors at that time. And the Bucks were actually in the Western Conference at that time. Beat them in the NBA Finals that year, the, the one championship they won. The aforementioned, at that time, Baltimore Bullets were on the list, which means in this case you can ha- inherently use the Washington Wizards. Mm-hmm. The, Pre-Jordan. Mm-hmm. Yes. The next year, they beat the Boston Celtics before oh, the Celtics God. really rose to their occasion, before losing to the Philadelphia 76ers that year. Then, in 85, at that time, New Jersey Nets were the two teams they beat before they lost to the really Celtics. The then, and then it was right after that in 88, before also losing to the Celtics, and they beat in 2000-2001. That was their last conference of finals appearance before this year, before they also lost to the Allen Iverson Sixers. The Orlando Magic and the Charlotte Hornets are the last teams on the list. So those 10 are the ones you got. And you realize how I'm upset. Yes, you're going to have to leave off probably Clay Thompson, I would imagine. <laughs> so. I think I'm going to have to actually So, uh, Steph, you know what? Just because of the ball movement, I'll take LeBron. I was going to say, you can't possibly leave off LeBron on a present team. <laughs> uh, Bradley Beal. He's going to be the two-guard. I don't know if he's starting yet. All right, I'll just put him on the bench for now. Well, Jason Tatum's going to start over him. That's the damn true. Hawks, Hawks, Hawks. Now Vince Carter's on there. Yeah, Vince Carter's with the Hawks. Yeah. Is he? Yep. Quarter. Okay. Uh, the Nets. I'm actually going to take um, Allen starting. Something. No, I mean, Jared Allen could start at center, realistically, if you wanted to. Well, that's going to be hard because I'm taking Joel with the... Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that changes that. I'm back up point guard, Cameron Walker. That's kind of disrespectful, actually. I mean, yeah. <laughs> would it be, would, are you really to bench Steph Curry for Kemba Walker? <laughs> no, but he's not a bench player. He's, I'm going to take Draymond. He's 11, right? Yep. And for defensive purposes, he's one of my favorite players in the league. Marcus Smart. Ooh, Marcus Smart. So now, what? You didn't. You went with two warriors instead of three. Why? 
What? Or did I miss one? No, I won't. Why did you leave off either Durant or Thompson? Honestly, kind of a ball mover. And then not Thompson, why? Uh, Marcus Smart and Bradley Beal. Marcus Smart's a better defender than he is. Obviously. Sure. And Bradley Beal's a better all-around player. I agree with Bradley Beal. Now, at that point, I agree that Smart's a better defender, but is he a better player everywhere else, though? Where well, the I'd difference, use him for, yes. where where the difference in his defense, uh, rebounding probably Smart's a little better at too. But I think the difference in the offensive game for Clay Thompson is that much bigger than the defense. I'm, we're not judging a uh, a Clay Thompson that is a average or below average defender here. We're no, I, judging I, I him with him being a, a high end defender. No, I know. He's not better than Draymond Green. But on the floor, I don't think having somebody that's afraid to not shoot. Plus, Clay's also a ball stopper himself. You think so? Not all the time. I mean, I'm be. not. He can be. I, you and I agree where Clay Thompson isn't praised by us as much as other people, but is ball stopper really the term for him? I, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't go say, that far. I wouldn't say. I'm not bashing Clay at all. I'm just saying that pass the ball. We saw that this year. Bradley Beal can take difficult shots. Right, but I'm not arguing Bradley Beal. I right. agree with you on Bradley Beal. I think he, he would be a better player. Uh, I, and so we're talking Marcus Smart. Yes, that's the, more my no, grudge I, I get here. That. Because again, you, so you all my big men. All the other, all the other, no, no, no. All the other stretch he would fit. Allen is your traditional center that I think is the best player besides Russell on the on the Nets right now. And you're not going to have three point guards where you're going to take Russell over Kemba. So everything else makes sense. But I thought at that point you would duplicate with another Warrior. Why would you go for? Somebody that is not even like the fifth best player on the Celtics. Like the Celtics are a loaded team, and but I understand completely. But Curry is a inadequate defender. Herder stinks on defense. But again, I don't think you're losing much with the other guards but that they have. I don't there. think you understand how many minutes Marcus Smart would actually play. He'd yeah, play, but he played the final. He'd play about 15 minutes a night. The final 10 in the first half. I mean, somebody's going to get the low end of the stick here. And right, to be honest, but, uh, LeBron I, Tatum are going to pass the ball around so much. Right. He's so, going to help with that, too. So at that point, I I understand what you're saying. Smart to me would be too energized. I understand what I you're saying not. with that. But again, why would you still not have, just from a team construction perspective, a more well-rounded player in that spot? Plus, again, you have guys. He was known He's as a better the, playmaker than what you think he, he is. When he came out of Oklahoma State, and he was Welcome. a good college player, too, he was actually doing offensive things for that team, but he was really one of the only guys. They had one other three-point shooter. I can't think of his name. but I don't think he's in the league. No, he wasn't an NBA player. I think he was just a, a, college, a good college player, a four-year guy. But I think he was before that. I think he was like 2010, 2011 Oklahoma State. And they were a good team then, too. I think they were... A, there were four or five seed like the smart team was. But regardless, I still think 
when he looks at his draft profile, he, he was brought in for defense. He was brought in. Value him. He's going to be his role still. No, I'm not saying you're overvaluing him, but I, I, at that point when he's available and you don't have to take the extra guy on the team, why not take somebody who's more well-rounded like Clay Thompson? That's all I'm saying. You're, you're not, you, when you're we not, started the segment, you said you're going to have to leave somebody off for Golden State. Yes, of the four superstars on that team. I did. You left two guys off. You left Durant and Thompson off. A second. That's fine. I'm not denying so I took that. Those. But I'm not. We're not competing with money or system or anything like that. No, but system system plays a role in it. Marcus Smart fits perfectly in my system. He's not going to take a shot. He's not going to take a stupid shot. He's either going to drive the lane or make the right pass and lock down the other top defensive player doing it. Okay. I don't. Let me ask you a question. Okay. But I think they're the same type of player. Okay. If, if that's the case, I'm just trying to figure out if a combination of Clay Thompson and I don't know who's the other young guy that the that Guido likes. Trey Young. No. Him and maybe Clay Thompson of that combination, I still think it would be better than a Smart and Huerter combination. If you're really worried about that, I can't figure the guy's name, but. Like, I feel like that would still be a better combination. Dinwiddle? No, that's the Nets. It's Atlanta. I can't think of the guy's name, but I know Guido likes him a lot, so. Collins? Yeah, maybe that's it. Uh, Tim Collins or something John like that? John Collins? Is that it? Yeah, okay. I think I, I know he was a first-round pick. I know he was a first-round pick. I'm just saying, like, I think that combination might... Obviously, they, like, Kevin Huerter at his peak was probably a match of Clay Thompson, like, his draft profile. Like... If that's what you're worried about, too, I think that combination that I mentioned is still better. I, I took Mark. I can. I will take defense all the time. But Clay Thompson's a good defender, though. The team take the better player. No, absolutely. I just don't think I went with Clay Thompson playing five minutes, fifteen minutes tonight. Well, okay. Well, then that's a different issue than the best player you're dealing with here. I'm not dealing with the your game planning. Your game planning is your game planning. That's a different issue. Well, right. That's why I'm dealing with the construction of the roster, how it works. One thing for Clay Thompson. Is he though? All right. As a raw defender, he's slightly better. As a rebounder, I think that's his biggest difference. But that's really it. Clay Thompson's just a better shooter. That's it. Everything else is. Marcus Are you sure Smart. about that? You would take Marcus Smart as a passer over Clay Thompson? Yeah. Really? Yes. Mm, I don't know about that. I'm not kidding when I say Steph Curry means more. If Marcus Smart went to Golden State. Clay Thompson went to Boston. It wasn't a trade. They just switched places. Golden State would not miss a beat, right? But I don't think Boston would either. I don't think Boston would miss a beat either. He plays defense. Brad Steven preaches not, defense. We're not for my team. I don't think he is, though. I disagree. All right. Give well, me my A minus. Yes, that is what you're getting. You, you predicted that. All right, so that's the basketball end of it. And now we go to the other end of the 1970 with our hockey one. So the St. Louis Blues yep. got to their first Stanley Cup Over by dominating. In the finals. Made it since... 19, it's a different one than the Bucks. The 1969-1970 season, the Bucks were the 70-71, but still mutually 1970. Mm. But again, they also had two Cups appearances before that, the first two in their franchise history, and then that 1970 season. They didn't win any of them, but they ended up winning. So it's the teams 
the Blues beat. The Blues beat and then played in their and first three cup how appearances. Many teams would that, be? that would be six teams. Now there is a, a weird twist in how that they actually played at that time. They were known as the Oakland Golden Seals or California Golden Seals later on, which then became the Cleveland Barons, which then merged into the Minnesota North Stars, ultimately together. So you have that. They also played the North Star, so inherently the Stars and Flyers, I know you don't like that, but they were the first team they beat. This was obviously back when they played no conferences. It was just Adams and Campbell conferences and whatever it was. Then you have the team they lost to in their first two cup appearances, the Montreal Canadiens. The next year, they beat the LA Kings to get there. And we're going to have you this time. We just did present, so we'll have you build for future this time. Here we go. Alright, um, bear with me ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be insanely hard. Uh, let's do goalies first, because there's only six teams for the goalies. So, right, I'm going to do the brave thing, and I'm going to take the best goalie here, Carey Price. Okay. So when he gets hurt, I'm taking a huge gamble, because Jonathan Quick is also known to get hurt a ton too. Alright. But, talent-wise... Right. Yeah, and again, I think Price is still young enough where you can have him long-term, too, unless he get, gets too many injuries or he has to retire. I think he's only, like, 30. So we're doing future, right? Yeah. Um, they didn't trade Che Weber yet, right? No. I think every, I think he's been on every, all every single. Every game. flyer one you've had, you've had him. Yeah, he's the only flyer I can say. Um, don't worry about six. No, there's only six. More, well, you more have to worry about with this is just, I guess, making your team too old or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Um. He's still technically on the roster because the season didn't end yet. Oh, yes. God. You know, maybe he comes back to the Rangers. It's possible. It just it depends on what kind of direction he wants to go in. If he likes their organization that much, possibly. But if he wants to win, then obviously not.
I'm gonna have to take a guy that not a lot of people are probably gonna know when I say his name. Actually, gonna take a guy that you might not even know. I'm just gonna take Jeff Petrie. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I know who he is. Yeah, I he, he broke out this year, kind of. A big reason that defense was good. And he's young too. That's that's not bad. No, but I think he's 25, 26. Yeah, he hits a ton. He loves the block shots, so I will uh, take him. And the, it's funny. The defense is always kind of hard to piece together. Yeah. This, this so we're gonna take Sidney Crosby. Kokatar is gonna man third. Here's a familiar name. Again, Malkin's gonna man the fourth. Alright. I don't know if that's actually how they'll be listed, but. That's the way I have it right now. Well, that's fine, but yeah. I mean, in hockey, one, two, three, four means nothing. They don't really care them. Right, it depends on the style. And Phil Kessel. Sagan, I'll take with Bergeron Marshall. Kopitar, I'll take with. Screw it. Out of respect, like I said before, Zuccarello. And with Zuc, I'm going to take a guy that, again, not a lot of people won't know, Jonathan Druin. Right. He's got the scoring ability out the wall. Yep, too. and he's young too. Malkin, I will put with. You know what? I want my team a little bit. Oh, bitch. He got traded. <laughs> the trade That's right. Well, Tyler Toffoli, you're one of my favorites. You can come down. Oh, wow. No, I'm not giving you your A+. Plus. You missed a big one. And he's young, too. A team you listed a lot, but you forgot him. Where's David Pasternak? That's a big one, because he's young, too. <laughs> Speedy! That's a big oh one. Oh my god, I do that all the time. Yep. Don't feel it. Don't, David Pasternak, don't be offended. I forget a hockey guy every single time yep. I do it. That, that's a big one because he's very young, too. Oh. Defense was fine. Goaltending was fine. That's a big one you missed there. Sorry. All right. Who so. would you have taken them all for? Toffoli? Um, Toffoli, possibly just because I think his numbers have dropped off in recent right. years. Some of it has to do with losing guys on that team, though, because that team is not good offensively. Gensel, I'm, I'm proud of that you remembered. You add Pasternak and then do a weird one somewhere else and maybe leave off Gensel. But, yeah, it probably would be Toffoli. You could probably consider Zook as well just because he is older and he, he's coming off a very down year. But... And even Kessel, maybe he's getting old. You could definitely consider leaving him off because at that point he's just a shooter. He doesn't even do much else at this point. He was never a great defender, but he was never, I think, the 
the awful slow defender. Now he's, he's lost a lot of speed, too. So that would just be another thing to consider. But I'm just surprised after right, adding yeah. him on a lot of other ones that you forgot him. <laughs> I, I'm... You know what makes it bad, though? I don't care if I would have forgot those guys if there was like nine, ten, there was only six. Yeah. All right, so you have honor, our new Ring of Honor theme. So we're going to use... Which one are we doing? Football. Okay. So you use Champ Bailey because Champ Bailey was in the Ring of Honor and is now in the Ring of Honor. And Champ Bailey, in 2006, had a 10-interception season that year, and he was an all-pro first team that year. So it'll be the teams where he got that those 10 interceptions against so in that 2006 uh, season. No, you got... Nine, uh, no, not nine, eight Raiders. So I guess those are your first two teams. Spill the beans there. Cardinals, Raiders, oh, God. Uh, the Ravens, the Bengals, the Browns. Hey! Actually, the entire AFC North. You also have the Steelers, too. So you have all those. And then the 49ers and the Seahawks are your last two. So you have eight teams to pick from. Uh, again, you will... Uh, I, we just built for the future, so this time you'll build for the present, and we'll build for the future for your MLB one. The traditional way, we'll start a quarterback. Do it down. Uh, Derek Carr, possibly. Kyler Murray. Mm. <laughs> automatic, automatic C if you take Kyler Murray. <laughs> Andy Dalton. I never got my invitation. The message come back? Yeah. Carlos Gomez, of all people, got and a double. Rajay Davis. Got a double. Now, Rajay Davis, a three-run homer. Who would have thought? Yeah, somebody better check that apple for steroids. Um, Baker Mayfield. I know you'd give me, like, no better than a B if I took Baker over Russell Wilson. Will I take Russell Wilson? I really want to take Baker's name, but to get the best grade possible, I'll take Russell Wilson. Again, it wouldn't be as big if I told you future. The future would be okay. Ironically, these two, to me, are perfect fits for each other. Uh, I'm going to take Joe Mixon first, because I think he's slightly better. And Nick Chubb, because he's polar opposite. Yep, I think that's good. Wide receivers. This, this could not be... Any easier of a decision for me going forward than anything else? George Kittle. George Kittle. All right. Best um, receiver in football, Odell Beckham Jr. That's definitive. Antonio Brown. That's the finish. I'm torn between two guys. There's more. I, I think there's three, but we'll, I don't know. We'll see where you're going with this. You know what? I see what you just did, and because there's nobody else on the team, I think I would be out now. I'm not even talking about that. I'm just talking about talented receivers. Then I'm the game 
pick a number, one or two. Two. Because two is unproved, I'm going to go with one. Uh, I am going to take AJ. Okay. If Juju was a one last year, that would have been easy. All right. Hmm. Ironically, they might be the same team. All right, before you get to that, I'm just, I just want to ask. I'm not going to knock you for it grade-wise because he's talented, but Jarvis Landry wasn't considered. The three I was torn about were Jarvis Landry, Juju, and Larry Fitzgerald. Oh, okay. All right, I'm just uh, – so A.J. Green never came initially. He just came after the fact when figuring out the team. Okay, that's fine. Larry Fitzgerald to me, I don't know. And with Russell Wilson running around all over the place, I don't know if he could just pick her with that kind of stuff, too. Right. I, AJ Green's also different than Odell and Antonio Brown. Yes. He can and go that's up why and I get like it. it, too. So I think you would have been fine either way. Uh, tackles. Tackles, man. We're going to take Ronnie Stanley. Joe Staley. Well, Joe Staley still has my And... Oh, David DiCastro. What did you say? David DiCastro. Oh, David DiCastro. That's all the Guard. Rodney Hudson. I I don't know if this is the right answer, but I am gonna go with respect and I'm gonna hmm. uh we're gonna do a four three because Kickers. Um, I don't know what this kicker was taking. I had to Uh, we got Baltimore's. Uh, oh, oh, you mean the best kicker in football? Yeah, uh, sounds yeah. about right. <coughs> he might be the best kicker in NFL. Maybe. That's Tucker. Oh, here we go. The best field goal kicker and the best punter in football. Michael Dixon. That we can name the punter great after one year. But running back, no. Oh, you have a running back after one year. 
Oh, the running back, the best running back in football plays in New York. No, I mean on your team. You have a running back that was being judged on not even a year, like more like half a year. No, I know. And I'm not going to knock it. No, Nick, better not. Uh, I'll knock you. Um, the best pass rusher on this list is traded. All right, uh, DeForest Buckner's going inside. I was gonna take Nick Bosa too, but he got hurt. Yeah, you know what you could imagine? Imagine if Nick Bosa and Quinn Williams were both eligible for this list. Oh wait, the Cardinals didn't take. What does that mean? Well, he wasn't here for that argument, I don't think. Um, I'm also going to take a guy that me and you talked about a ton, uh, Michael Pierce. Yep. And on the other side, because it's one year, I'm going to take Chandler. And he's the only Patriot that's played well. Uh, If we did this thing last year, it might have looked better, too. <laughs> Raiders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Khalil Mack would help. Um, actually, we're going to go TJ Watt one side. For the end? Or the linebacker? Linebacker. Okay. The other, wait, I have two ends. Oh, who's the other one you said? I didn't hear it. Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones was one. I heard. Oh, Miles Garrett. Oh, Miles Garrett. I didn't hear Miles Garrett. Okay. Corners, corners, corners. Corners, corners, and corners. For those of you who don't know, I love corners. Denzel Ward will be. 
Here's where I'm torn. You can't help me, obviously. Badly want to put Jimmy Smith on this team. Okay. But Jackson and Garrett Connolly probably. Uh, safety, uh, it doesn't really matter because he would have been on the twice, so Will Thomas would come on here. Oh, Who? Carl Joseph. All right. All right. I like it. I like the way this looks right now. The offense, I think you did very well. Again, I you could have interchanged either of those three receivers that you listed. You're right. I agree with you. I don't think Fitzgerald would have fit at all. I don't know why you were worried about Marshall Yonda because you're building for this year. Plus, I think Yonda's much more mobile than uh, somebody like, I guess, Gabe Jackson, if you wanted to consider that. No, where... it was between him and Benito. Oh, okay. All right, again, yeah, you could have considered that, but yeah, how well he covers. But again, it's like it's going to be a team that looks like it's going to be le leaned on more nickel packages anyway, so you're going to be dealing with him in pass rush and run defense systems anyway. And Kawan Alexander can still cover, and obviously Bobby Wagner's among the best when it comes to coverage in the entire league. So again, that would be my only worry, but the linebacking class is not really deep where I'm not going to knock you for it. Uh, secondary, you did very well again. Uh, Peterson and Ward, like you were saying, were the obvious. I'm not going to nitpick over the, the other corner because, again, I think William Jackson's a little better than Conley, but they're very sits really the only reason I would take him. But I'm not going to knock you for that either. And the safeties, I think you did very well at. So you bounce back and get the A plus for this one. Yay! All right. So before we go forward, uh, an A minus and a B plus is roughly a B plus. And an A plus with two B pluses. An A plus with a B plus would probably be about an A minus. So I'm at an A minus. All right. For the day. That's fair. All right. So your last one is Major League Baseball. And again, this one you will build for the future. Because again, this team is building for the future already. Because as of yesterday, the Baltimore Orioles pitching staff has, has broken a Major League record. How many record, teams do I have? Uh, Ten. Or no, nine. My bad. They've broken a major league record for the most home runs allowed in a 45-game span to start the season. Just getting their 100th home run allowed. All nine teams. That All nine is. teams that have homered off of them. So basically, it's the entire American League East besides that. Yankees, Braves, Red Sox. Blue Jays, yep. Oh. Uh, you have the Athletics, the Angels, the Indians, the White Sox, and the Twins are the other ones. Why the hell is the football music still on? Whoops. Sorry. Let's get the baseball on. So those are what you got. So being it's American League, you're going to build American League, and you're going to build for the future. All right. Uh, catchers. In I'm going to do this backwards. 
I'm gonna go DH first. Ooh, plot twist. Gary Sanchez is not going behind the plate. All right. Hey, remember Mike Guido when you said happens to Joe Mowers? I'll take him for ten. Minutes. First base. How old is Jose Abreu? Thirty. No, he's 30. He's older, man. I'm telling you, he's older. All right, man, maybe 31. Maybe he's turned it if he did, because oh, down on the wire, we were having an argument about him, and we looked it up. Okay. Are you like... Oh, no, he just turned 32. Okay, so he was 31. I guess just turned 32 after our... we had this argument. <laughs> No, that's not being a homer by any stretch. She's a phenomenal being player. A home stretch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with the punt. I'm telling you, I'm with the punt. Third base. Anything just to piss Mike off. I'm not gonna take Black Guerrero Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Pettiness is real. Ah, <laughs> uh, killed. Oh boy, I'm really screwed here. Oh boy, boy, oh boy. Uh, how do I say this? Nice. This is obvious. Uh, Mookie Betts. See that he is struggling. Hey, Mookie Betts. already typed it. Don't oh. worry. <laughs> uh, imagine I forgot Mike Trout's name. No, I'd give myself that. Don't even worry about it. And here's a name that most people are not going to know, but you should know. And if you don't know, now you know. Uh, the guy is hitting the crap out of the baseball in Tampa Bay. Uh, plus, I think he plays for defense. Yeah, especially since where he came from. The Pirates are always known for fast outfielders. Uh, let's go with the best pitcher on the list, uh, Blake Snell. He's still pitching well. I don't doubt him. I'm not going to name any names, but one person not named me who's sitting in this room right now, Pat Boris. Um, that's right, he's saying quite a Yeah. Yeah, I'll take the sales. I'll take the sales. I'll also take Luis Severino because he's barely 26. Your other ace is hurt. And older. 
Huh? And older. <laughs> I have a 12-pack I want to take. But, because I need a Blue Jay and I don't know where else he's going to come from, I'll take one from Wow, interesting. Backup catcher. Um, he's catcher. I think it's Josh Fegley, I want to say. Still? I believe so. Yeah, he's playing well, so I don't think they're taking him out of the lineup by any stretch. I think that's just going to hear, but that might be a bad thing. Ooh, I forgot, I forgot, I forgot. No, no, he'll be my What are you doing? Uh, I forgot a young ace, but it's all right. I can't yeah, that's what, I, that's what I was getting at. I'm surprised you forgot him. I need a blue jay somewhere. Oh, okay. Um, Kevin Pilar got tricked. I mean, technically, I already have to catch him. Infield. Uh, who do I need? A's. Yes. Sunny. <laughs> you know what? My backup D eight is gonna be Chris Davis. Okay. And because I am petty, Flag Guerrero Jr. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you thought I'd forget him, did you? No. No, I like your pettiness. I like it. So that's all the teams, right? Are you gonna, are you, do you want your ace back now? Because now you don't need the Blue Jay? Or do you still want to keep strong? I'm still He's coming. All right. He's coming. That's fine. Oh wow. Which bash for the world. Because of age, I will take Aaron Jones. Okay. And don't kill me, okay? I'm leaving off guys like JD Martinez once he stops saying this word. And don't call him for this guy. This guy's skill set will last. Another outfielder? No, I know. Uh, ben and Tendi? Is that anything else? No. Okay. Right division. Really? You can't figure this out. Clint Frazier? 
Clint Frazier? No, but he's a damn good choice. Oh, Kiermaier. Yes. Duh. I'm, I was thinking it was some kind of young guy at first. Okay. Oh, is this your ace now? Jose Barrios? No. Is that who you're thinking of? Yeah, I'm surprised you left him off. Alright, so fine. I will take Martin Stroman off for Jose Barrios. Okay. I do like Barrios you, and, you and I are the only ones that seem to praise him on this network. Yeah, I, I, well, that's because we're probably the only two who know who he is. But you really don't know who the ace was. Ace? Yeah. His ERA is like sub two right now. Of, of these teams? Yeah. Uh. He is overshadowed by Tyler Glass now. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Oh my God. Jesus. I need a drink. One, two. Uh, basically, the whole Yankee bullpen is coming. All right. Out of Vino. Out of Chapman. Chapman. Britain, you want to? No. No. I, yeah, I know you were skeptical of him, so I wasn't sure. Uh, so who else? Batantis, I'm guessing. Uh, okay. Is that it, or you got more? Yeah, three spots left. Uh, I'll take Brad Hand. I'll take Blake China. And I will take... I don't think so. Probably just a bunch of under the radar guys at this point. Guido's boy. <laughs> Jalen Beeks. All right, I don't mind the risk. It's a future team. All right, I think he did very well again. I, this was, again, the offense, I think, for the most part, was a no-brainer. Uh, Matthews is hitting well enough where he deserves that, that starting spot at this point. And, again, you were contemplating on how to use the Blue Jay. Obviously, you went with Vlad and You're fine. The other thing you could have done if you want another catcher was Danny Jansen, who's a young catcher. I was catcher. thinking of him, but... Okay. I'm, I'm just working that out. I don't know if he's a guy. I'm not sure yet. Uh, he's I, only a bat. I don't I know. haven't heard anything that he's negative, so I think we'll just roll with the fact that he's just what he is. Uh, bullpen, I think you nailed, and the star, the young guy to go with the righties. So, yeah, I'm going to give you the A-plus again. So you redeemed yourself, so I guess that averages out to an A.
I don't mean to toot my own torn, but toot F and toot, mother suckers. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's uh that's how we go. Alright, uh, by the way, there is something that uh you should know. Errol Marks will make an appearance tomorrow, apparently. Here? Apparently. Here. Yeah. <sighs> It's not that he's come. I, I want him to come. Errol Marks, you listen loud and clear. You get all the hair gel out of your ears for this. I am not staying here till 3 o'clock in the morning with you again, good sir. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I, I cannot. Do you know at work I couldn't function? I was a zombie. I mean, I'm normally a zombie anyway, but that's not the point. I wasn't getting at that. <laughs> Oh, he's going to rip me an ass? Not now. <laughs> Maybe tomorrow. tomorrow. We don't know. Oh, how did he say it? He said, he said, announce that I will be making my appearance on the home stretch tomorrow. Do you have, like, the trumpet noise? Do-do-do-do! Not at the moment, but I don't know. Maybe I could play it for him tomorrow, along with, obviously, his song. <laughs> Which, oh, you don't know the second song. I don't know the second one, but the first. We'll just run with the first. Okay. I want it that way. Oh, okay. That doesn't surprise mm-hmm. me one bit. Steph Curry's as good as LeBron. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. I said it again. Thank you again for all that called yesterday and today. So, Jeff, uh, the snowman, Kieran. And the beef. And the beef. <laughs> All in about five minutes, so we couldn't leave. Yep. Thank you for that. Um, yeah. And also, thank you, Max Scherzer, for pitching a gym against the Mets. It's a damn shame that your bullpen is your bullpen. but <laughs> Classic Nationals bullpen. Classic, yes. I uh, kind of want to do this again tomorrow. All four. With uh, Errol here? I don't know about that. but Well, before he gets here. Maybe. So just have, like, all four prepared. All right. If not, I'll carry over to next week unless right. they become like outdated events. Knowing you, nothing gets outdated, my friend. True. Anyway, <laughs> um, good job. Good job. Uh, all your playhouses are always uh, mind altering. <laughs> Some of the teams you gave me today were crap. Uh, I want to thank you for that. And uh, I hate most of them. Uh, for example, the Indians. Twin, uh, not the Twins, uh, the Steelers. Hey, you didn't have the Vikings. Oh, yeah, Lakers, that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, that's it. That's all. We're, we got nothing for you. We got no tricks up our sleeves. I literally have no sleeves. <laughs> Bam. We're in the end game now, Speedy. Thanks for listening. Have whoa, a go- whoa, 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 oh. whoa, 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 whoa. We don't need to complain whoa, about whoa. the guy who doesn't get it. No, <laughs> I just want to bring that up. For those of you who don't know what that snap means, when he said yesterday, what did he say yesterday? I don't know what it means. Yep. I was like, I, I wanted to tell him that means you perish in the thin air, but I guess I. And you wouldn't get it then either. <laughs> right. But anyway, we're in the end game now. You can go back. Have a glorious night, everybody. So that being said, tomorrow, apparently, we're going to be joined by Errol Marks. Um, 
It'll be interesting. I'll say this much. It'll be loud. <laughs> and knowing Errol, he's got something up his sleeve, or in this case, maybe his hat. I don't know. Probably. Uh, yeah, so definitely don't miss that again. Uh, and I believe Errol's going to do tomorrow. We're here every day, Monday. <sighs> Sorry. We're here every day, Tuesday to Friday. I don't know why I say Monday. 8 to 10 p.m. Um, we're on everything. Go ahead. Hit it, Speedy. Facebook, Periscope, YouTube, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, and SoundCloud and Spotify. Couldn't have said better myself. That's why I let him say it. Um, and, yeah, goodbye. So long. I bid you adieu. I wish I had a cool saying, you know, like something I could just yell at the top of my lungs, like, we're closing the doors for you. <laughs> One day, he's going to tune in and be like, wait, I used to say that. Yep. And then I'll say, see ya. It, it, it's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Radio.